Hello, lady apes, gentle apes, robot apes, alien apes, hologram apes, projection apes, and any ape in between any of those. Welcome to CrayonCast. This is a podcast by apes for apes, where several volunteering apes translate the due diligence crayon notes of other apes into audio format for those of us who don't know how to read. Your hosts are myself, Pickle Rick, Wipe with Wipes, Scalpel User, Breck the Poet, and Mid-Century Birdhouse. Before we get started, I must state that this content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other materials, legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained in our content constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by the hosts or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or in any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful. Reading today's episode, the GME MOAS FAQ, is Breck the Poet, the same genius behind our theme music. Hello everybody, this is Breck the Poet here, reading the GME MOAS FAQ, posted by user by underscore triangle one month ago on r slash GME. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the FAQ. So, the best question anyone could start off with is what are you even talking about? Well, let's start off with some definitions. For the sake of your time and mine, I will try to do this as quickly as possible. HF are hedge funds, which is often used to refer to the bad guys in general. Uh, SHF, short hedge funds, are used to delineate the hedge funds we are against from our allies. LW, aka Long Whales, are allied hedge funds or large investors that are also buying slash holding GME. DD, aka Due Diligence slash Deep Dive, is research and theories based on that research. TA, or Technical Analysis, Graph and Number Data Analysis. MOAS is the mother of all short squeezes, which would be the biggest short squeeze ever witnessed within our market. FUD, which is fear, uncertainty, doubt, refers to calculated attacks on morale and individuals. DFV, aka user slash deep fucking value, aka the Roaring Kitty, aka Keith Gill, a retail investor, and almost definitely not a cat. Ape, how the most users here refer to one another. HFT, no, not hedge fund tiers, but high frequency trading. A method of trading huge volumes in fractions of a second. And lastly, OTC, over-the-counter. A decentralized market where trading between two parties can take place without the use of a stock exchange. Second question. Is the squeeze squoze? No. Should I invest? Again, that is entirely up to you. This is and has always been a high-risk play. Do not invest money you cannot afford to lose. There is no investment advice here. When is the squeeze? Well, nobody knows, and nobody will know. Unfortunately, because of all the variables and moving parts, it is literally impossible to predict. It has become apparent that building up hype over specific dates can be used against us. We have in the past seen dates that everyone built hype around only to have them pass and enthusiasm wane within our subreddit. That having been said, we ask that people stop asking when this will happen. Furthermore, please take any dates you do see on r slash GME and r slash Superstonk with a grain of salt. 
Now, why does holding do anything? Well, they need your shares to cover their short positions. They got greedy. Thinking GameStop would fail, the short sellers started naked shorting the stock. Long story short, they created synthetic stocks with their special privileges as market makers. However, they cannot cover a short with a synthetic share. So, because of the naked shorting, the short sellers, multiple large greedy money managers, and hedge funds need a total number of shares greater than the number available to purchase. They need every share. Are we manipulating the market? To be extremely clear, as there is a lot of misinformation flying around, no, we are not. This subreddit, and many like it, is in no way a form of market manipulation. We aren't the ones manipulating the market here. The purpose of r slash GME and r slash Superstonk is not to pump and dump the stock, despite what some media sources will tell you. Instead, r slash GME and Superstonk is just a community of individuals investing in the same stock separately. Furthermore, any use of the words we or us in any posts or comments is not indicative of manipulation. The use of such words that suggest we are a group only serve to refer to the users that frequent this public community, again, referred to as apes. r slash GME and Superstonk is a place for sharing, publicly available information, as well as theories and excitement. In this community, you will mainly find amazing theories from people who spend hours poring over data high-quality technical analysis, the likes of which would be super expensive to get otherwise, some really great memes, and the actual truth about the incredibly heinous market manipulation plaguing the stock GME. So you ask, how are these crazy high share prices that people cite possible? A hundred to five hundred thousand to ten million? No one knows how high the squeeze could take the stock price. The best rational reasoning says that these numbers are possible through the laws of supply and demand. Furthermore, it is likely that the short percentage is a lot higher than reported, with many suggesting that the short sellers, cumulatively, need more than 100% of the float to cover. Now, what is a short? A short position is fairly simple to understand. When someone thinks a company will do poorly, or is bound to fail, they can establish a short position on said company's stock. To do that, one must borrow shares from someone willing to lend them, and then sell those borrowed shares. Then you put that money into your piggy bank for later. Assuming all goes according to plan, the stock goes down like you thought. When the stock drops to the price you are happy with, you then buy back the shares you borrowed. You grab the money you sold them for and buy the shares. You give them back to the person you borrowed from and make off with the leftover money. So then, what is a short squeeze? The short squeeze is a fairly rare financial phenomenon. Basically, when a bunch of institutions think a stock will fail, sometimes they will all pile on the short positions in the same place. More often than not, they probably make a lot of money from this tactic. But occasionally, they will get noticed and if everything lines up just right, this short squeeze can occur. When it goes high enough that the short seller's other assets are no longer larger than the potential loss they are risking in the stock they shorted, they will get margin called. 
At that point, they are told to buy the stock back at whatever the price because the clearinghouse does not want to deal with the elevated risk. Once you can't afford the risk, you're out. This margin call, theoretically, only has to hit one institution before the dominoes start falling. The margin call causes increased buying. Increased buying sends the price up, the price going up means more margin calls, and so on. Why are people saying that the short interest could be more than 100%? Well, despite all major reporters of short interest having numbers much lower than 100% on their sites, it is unrealistic that the short interest is as low as they claim. Here's why. The industry is largely self-reported, meaning that hedge funds can choose to report lower numbers if it benefits them. While this practice is illegal, it is only punished with a fine. This fine is often much smaller than potential loss or gain the hedge fund may experience if the true data were to be reported. This is a fine that Citadel LLC, one of the bigger hedge funds shorting GME, has had to pay multiple times in the past, so there is a precedence. Secondly, it was discovered by some apes that there was an abnormal increase in short interest in most of the ETFs with GME inside of them. The increase coincided with the spike in January, and following that, the media started pushing the shorts covered narrative that was everywhere last month. You can read up on the ETF short interest info in the other DDs here. To summarize, the short sellers of GME essentially disguise some of their positions with shares of exchange-traded funds, otherwise known as ETFs. By establishing a short position on the ETF, and then establishing long positions in every stock in there except GME, you basically cancel out your short position in the ETF, leaving only a short position in GME. Now, an important note that this does not mean there will be a short squeeze on the ETFs. An ETF cannot really be the subject of a short squeeze due to the mechanics behind them. So why GameStop? Short squeezes can happen anywhere there is high short interest. GameStop, however, is a special case, hence the use of the term slash acronym MOAS. GameStop's short sellers got extra greedy in this case. They were sure that GameStop was going to die in the wake of the pandemic. So sure, in fact, that they began naked shorting the stock like crazy. Had GameStop failed and went under, they would have never had to cover all these positions. They would have just went on their way, cash in hand, off to short another company into the ground. Suddenly, a glimmer of hope began to emerge for GameStop. This hope in the form of your boy, Ryan Cohen an activist investor and co-founder slash CEO of Chewy.com. Finding success in past endeavors, people believe Ryan Cohen and his plan to turn GameStop around and spell out the end of the line for short sellers. Around the same time, DFV started sharing his bullish thesis on GameStop's turnaround. After getting hate for a long time on his outlandish theories, people in the Reddit forum r slash wall street bets started to really take notice now believing that dfv's theories were right all along to explain where we are now is difficult to say the least as one could realize from a cursory glance that the story is very complicated to summarize the short sellers seem to have disguised their short position even perhaps doubling down they then manipulated the media to spread the word that gamestop was dead the squeeze was squoes while at the same time, they employed the use of social engineering to slowly depress the positive sentiment for the stock on Reddit and elsewhere. 
Recently, it seems that the media sentiment is slowly changing as it becomes too obvious for the media to ignore that GameStop is not even close to dead. The media sentiment changing also seems to coincide with some large investors of unknown identity hopping on board the rocket with massive long positions being opened. Many see these large investors as the last confirmation they need that GameStop is going to the moon. Regardless of the squeeze, I and many apes with me, just like the stock. So what is naked shorting? Well, just like shorting, but with more illegality. Through archaic loopholes in the laws governing the financial industry, some individuals participate in short selling without actually having the shares. This essentially creates a counterfeit share. Now, when this is done, the short sellers are taking on a lot of risk, but the payoff can be grand. It's not easy to actually catch the naked short sellers red-handed, but some look to the failure to deliver data to shed some light on it. Naked shorting is also how it's possible there is more than 100% of the shares out there at the moment. So who is Ryan Cohen? Well, you silly bitch, Ryan Cohen is on the board for GameStop, holding the most shares of any individual, 9 million. Cohen is also head of the Strategic Planning and Capital Allocation Committee for GameStop, essentially putting him at the helm of the company's pivot. After Cohen's past successful venture with Chewy.com and seeing the people that he is bringing to the table at GameStop, there seems to be a very clear and profitable path forward for this company. In November of 2020, Cohen released an open letter stating how he believes the GameStop board and CEO had been failing at their jobs. He goes on to lay out a bit about how they could do better with GameStop as a company. Ryan Cohen clearly believes in GameStop, and it seems that he fully intends on taking the reins as CEO. As of writing this, Ryan Cohen is not yet CEO, though soon we expect to hear some announcements from GameStop regarding Cohen's roadmap and or his becoming CEO. Now, this DD was written a month ago, and now we know that Ryan Cohen has been elected chairman of the board. A catalyst. What, do you, what does that mean, and why is it important? Well, essentially, the catalyst is the spark that lights the fire. This catalyst could be anything that triggers buzz around GameStop, the company, or news about the stocks. It is unknown exactly what will be the event that triggers the MOAS. This subreddit, and many others, are full of theories. I would highly recommend reading them. This is a short list of some of the potential catalysts. A stock split, or some similar move from GameStop that recalls shares, hashtag 420. Ryan Cohen's official appointment to CEO, or as chairman of the board, Gamma Squeeze. Some are speculating that Gary Gensler, the newly appointed head of the SEC, may make some move that sets things in motion. So what is a shill and why do people keep calling me that? Well, one of the many things that the hedge funds have tried to do to curb stomp retail investors is flooding our public communities with Reddit accounts. Some bot accounts and some actual people who seem to have been paid, purposefully spreading negative sentiment. I know it sounds like a conspiracy, but there is plenty of proof. These accounts have been seen all over not just Reddit, but YouTube and Twitter. Not just conventional social media, though. Also places like MarketWatch, Yahoo Finance, Weeble, basically anywhere you can talk about GME. The term shill is a blanket term for those accounts, be them bots or people. In the past, these shills have utilized many different approaches to spreading fear, uncertainty, and or doubt about the stock and the company. 
One of these being flooding the subreddits with super basic questions that lacked any substance at all. This was seemingly in an effort to give the illusion that if you were still holding GME, you didn't know what you were doing, because when you looked around, you were surrounded by people who didn't have a clue. This, along with most of their other attempts to shake the retail investor, Faith, has failed. You may have been called a shill for one of a number of reasons. This community is very inclusive and open to everyone, but because of the blatant attacks this form has suffered, a lot of people are understandably paranoid. Please, unless you really are a shill, do not take it personally. You are an ape, just like everyone else. So what is a short attack, otherwise known as short and distort? Well, the short and distort is a time-honored tradition of illegal market manipulators. First, they short the stock, then they distort the image of the company. This is a practice whereby the short hedge funds actively suppress the price. Most of the time, through the spread of bearish misinformation about the company in question, or the technicals of the stock. We are seeing this in GameStop in the form of FUD campaigns and media manipulation. Then how do I spot shill-based FUD? Well, first of all, it is incredibly important to note your potential biases when determining if someone is just a shill trying to spread FUD. Not all FUD is invalid. Someone may bring up a solid point against an otherwise great DD, and that could scare you. Remember that just because you do not like what someone is saying does not make it invalid. It is important users here work with constructive criticism to refine their theories. Instead of shooting this person down as a shill, ask yourself the following, are they making a valid point? Is it backed up with evidence? Have I fact-checked this evidence? If you answered no to these questions, a great next step is to check their post history. Here are some things to look for. Are they constantly posting negative sentiment, as if they have something to gain? Do their posts slash comments sound coherent? Are those posts repeating the same or slightly different things, or otherwise copy and pasted? Since this forum and others where GME is discussed are public, the ones behind this petty attack can see what we say and how we react to their illegal manipulation. This means that since this has started, back in January, these shields have gotten smarter and less obvious. They become easier to spot over time. Don't worry. When you spot a shill, report it to your local mods and downvote the post slash comment. So what are some new FUD tactics and what should I look out for? The tactics that have been used on this community are absolutely despicable. At first, it was pretty benign, but with the recent attacks on individuals, it has crossed the line. If these individuals happen to be listening to this, I hope you understand how pathetic you are. I feel it is important to remember that these actions being taken against us only serve to prove that there is more to this situation than meets the eye. Unfortunately, they are always finding new ways to fuck with us. With that said, here are some noteworthy ones as of March 28th. Spreading FUD about users in r slash GME, more specifically users that post some of the most viewed DD. Bringing into question the integrity of the mod team. With the mods at r slash Wall Street Bets being accused of being compromised, this FUD was easy to see coming. Since there was already a precedence for it, the shills believe it an easy task to convince us the same thing is happening here. Fake DD. This can mean a few things. There are different ways a fake DD is done. One type is as follows. The post seems to start out with a positive sentiment, but takes a negative turn and ultimately doesn't disseminate anything of value. Another type, 
this one being far less difficult, and thus likely more common, a DD that comes to a negatively skewed conclusion through the use of lies and false data. This fake DD can be combated quite easily, thankfully. All you have to do is read the DD, fact check some things, and read some comments, then you can upvote it. Wildly upvoting every DD is a surefire way to let FUD slip through the cracks and get to the top. That's where it can do the most damage. So how do I, as a retail investor, stand a chance against the hedge funds? There has been much debate over how the retail investors cumulatively stack up in terms of shares held. With all sorts of numbers floating around, it is impossible to know just how large a slice of this pie we are holding. I recommend reading some of the many DDs on this though. Regardless of the exact percentage, it seems, based on what data we do have, that the narrative of retail investors being on the sidelines of what is actually a hedge fund versus hedge fund battle is false. Perhaps, prior to January, that narrative may have been more accurate, but since then retail investors have been buying on every single dip in the price. That's more than two whole months of buying the dip. Now, I will not speculate on numbers here, and if you would like to know more, you will have to read the DDs on that and do your own research. In conclusion, I would like to say to please remember these summaries only scratch the surface and to do your research on every subject mentioned here. Well, Crayon Nation, that's been today's episode. We encourage you to go and read the comments on the original thread on Reddit written by by underscore triangle. That's B-Y-E underscore T-R-I-A-N-G-L-E. You can find a link to the original thread in the description of this episode. As always, be good to yourself, be good to others, and be good to the world around you. Your hosts have been me, Pickle Rick, Wipe with Wipes, Scalpel User, Breck the Poet, who also did our theme music, and Mid-Century Birdhouse. We'll see you next time.